Hello, hello. Welcome back to another week of things you should know. In today's episode, we're going to talk about love and money. Yes, love and money. I want to talk about those two combo because yes, it's true what they say. Love is not about money at all. But I do think one of the most common thing that most people associate and make their decisions not. The only decision, but they when they are picking the partner, when they are deciding whether or not they want to spend forever with this person, the thought of financials, the thought of money, oftentimes will would pop up in our minds. For most of us, again, of course, there are exceptions. There are those that where that does not matter at all, or it's just not part of the consideration process, or it just is not that important. Full respect, completely understand that. But we're gonna talk about today is that there are decent amount of people that do put money and love together as part of the consideration. Now, this is a almost like a continued series as the two episodes before this. We talked about the idea of not having kids and some of the misconception that sometimes people have about having kids, and then we talked about financial independence last week. And then I start thinking about all of those decisions and process. At least for me, a lot of the times, money is part of the decision-making process where I'm deciding, like, hey, if I decide to have a kid, money pops up. When I decide, you know what, maybe I am okay without having a kid, money pops up. When I decide that I'll be okay. To be on my own and stay single, like truly feeling content to, to do that, to be that, to be single and not rely on another partner. Again, the idea of money pops up. I mean, money and love, undeniably, really are something that most of us do think about. So I want to talk about that today with no shame to anyone that thinks about it or thinks of it as is a. Very highly, you know, levels of consideration. Like if you out there thinks about, oh my god, money. Of course it matters. That's great. If you're out there that say, hey, money does not matter at all. This makes no sense. That's great too. And I could tell you that I kind of went from yes and no, and now I'm in between. Because so I completely understand if you're out there and you think about when you meet a partner. And you are dating someone in the beginning, and one of your checklist, as I would say, right, when you're thinking about like what kind of, you know, person is ideal, rather of its height, weight,、um, interest, personality, financials, right? Like I feel like that, like what does that person do for work? How much does this person make? Does that person have a place on their own? Like all of those, in one way or another, for a decent amount of us. That's part of the checklist when we actually think about does this person either make the cut, or does this person fit within my kind of interest area of who I would prefer dating. And for myself, when I was younger, that was definitely part of my my checklist. I would say when I am、uh, was deciding whether or not、um, I wanted to date someone. Now here's the funny part: when I was super young, maybe this is normal. That wasn't really a big deal. Like, of course, it's like wow, knowing that that person is financially stable, it's a plus. But when you're like in high school or in college, I mean, that's just not something that really matters because everybody that you're with at the time, most of the time, is that they're not 
yet established, which is completely okay. So when I say I'm younger, I meant just like probably when I was in my mid to late twenties, where it became more of a thing because that is when you would actually meet people that has the potential to be more financially stable versus not. Um, and during that age, yeah, like that was one of the consideration for me. And it actually gave me a lot of stress because during that time, I myself was not quite financially independent. Where when I picture myself in having a life of the things that I thought I would need in my life, like buying a house, starting a family, how do I take care of my family, like all of those things. When I thought about that when I was in that age, it stresses me out because I couldn't even figure out how I would I would be able to do that without having a partner that I could count on in doing that with, right? Like how am I supposed to buy a home on my own without a, a partner? Like that was my mentality during that time where I just didn't even think it would be possible. So yeah, when I then went out and date people, was was that a criteria? Yes, absolutely, right? So in doing that time, I waited a good amount when it comes to who the potential mate was. And again, not in a shady way in of like, oh my God, I'm just only going to date you if you're able to. Of course, there's like, like other criteria. Like if you're, if you had money, but you're an asshole or you had money and you're just going to cheat on me, right? Like, like, no, it's not that extreme, but it was a consideration. And it wasn't until I gone through a complete like breakup and have not date for a while that once you start gaining financial independence on your own in ways that you probably haven't even thought it was possible where to a point you feel secure where you feel like oh my god you know what I don't need a partner in order for for me to accomplish these things I don't need a partner to buy a home together I could buy a home on my own. Like once you have reached that point where you don't need those things, you think about love very differently. Yeah, like it's crazy because I think for those of us, when we think about love and money and we tie the two really tightly together, we spend a lot of our time sometimes feeling stressed and anxious and dependent on how we're going to actually either find someone or stick with someone or have that person continue to provide those things for us. And the time that we spend on either ensuring that that happens or time thinking about it could have been time that we use to invest in ourselves to make ourselves more independent. And I say this because because I, again, was like most people out there, have once thought about love and money super tightly knit together. Meaning, and look, when people talk about love and money, I feel like there's so many layers of that because you could be married, for example, and the way that you then consider love and money is completely different than when someone is at the beginning stage of dating, like before pre-marry, and how love and money is being viewed like the consideration for those two could be very much different so uh, right now i'm talking about the pre-marriage right when you're like dating or you're finding your potential 
mate, and you're thinking about like, is this person the person for you? Like, is it? Does it even have the potential? And you have this like checklist of personalities, type, heights, weights,、uh, what you find attractive, what you find mentally attractive, what you feel like. The you know all of those things, and then you know there's also fin finance as one of the checkboxed, and how during those time when you're spending so much time finding those right person by just going through and evaluating your list, what I've learned is that instead instead of spending so much time being with the wrong person sometimes and being almost like stuck. In few of the criteria, oh, because this person could potentially financially support me one day, or that this person have one, you know, criteria because he owns a place on his own. Like those things, I'm, I'm and I'm saying this out loud, not because I'm proud of it in any way that those even crossed across my mind. I think it's a real reality. I mean, I have girlfriends and I have guy friends that both have those thoughts. As part of their criteria, and nothing shameful about that. I think it's like sometimes it's just a reality that most of us are very uncomfortable in talking about with other people. But it is something that some of us will come across our minds, and we consider it as a criteria of is this person, you know, like gauge our interest more or less based on these things. And financial is just one of many things. Right, like looks, how you find someone's attractive, someone's personality, their swag. Like there's certain things about somebody. Sometimes, rather if it's physical or, you know, what is that? <laughs> like materialistic. Like sometimes it's just what you're into. It's just what you're into is what you find attractive, and it draws you towards it. So. I say this because not even just myself. I know girlfriends and guy friends that do consider these things as well. And again, it's normal. If you ever even come across somebody and you're wowed by someone's success, financial success, and like that, almost like make you like, hmm, like that's okay. And if you don't, that is absolutely okay too. But again, I think for those that who who put a lot of emphasis in it, as in like you spent a lot of your time trying to, <laughs> I was gonna okay, I was、uh, I was gonna say like trap the person because of their financial success, and I use this word and I laugh because if any of you who have watched this comedian, I think her name is Ali Wong. And if, if she's a comedian, she's a stand-up comedy, and she has like a few of her shows. And so one of which she talks about that she was she talks about how her husband is like a Harvard graduate, and so when she was in her early thirties, all she did was just like try to trap the dude. And I say it quote like that's her mentality during that time. Like she's like, yeah, you know, I just want to trap the dude, and like have him, you know. Be the breadwinner, and she'll just do like a stay-at-home mom and just chill. Like that was her goal, of course, in like a really funny, jokingly way. And it's funny because even her newest stand-up, and it continuously like she now is this super successful breadwinner of the family. Like she now brings in millions of dollars, and her husband, the Harvard graduate, 
just like chill and sit at home and raise the kid. Like he's now the stay at home dad, while she is the one out there grinding, making movies, making money, making millions of dollars, and like bought the house and everything, which is amazing. And I say all of this, and like on top of that, I think it's funny, is that we sometimes, as women especially, we overthink and we underestimate our value. And I completely get it because I was once there too, where I didn't even see how I would one day be able to get to a point in my career where I feel like I made enough money to take care of myself and my family on my own. And I never thought I would have been in a position where I feel like I was financially stable enough to then purchase a home. Directly on my own without a help of anybody. Like if you ask me any of that five years ago, I just would not believe that that would be something possible for me. And I remember those times I was just stressed and felt so anxious and spent so much time just thinking about like, oh my god, like if I don't find a guy that will take care of me and be there for me and financially support me, like all of those things. What am I? What's gonna happen to my life? And I want to talk about this because I know not only myself during the time was feeling that. There's a lot of my friends, I'm sure, felt that, and there's a lot more people out there, especially women and men. Again, I have guy friends that also like tell me about these things that like finding a girl, knowing that her family's rich, sometimes is a thing that gauges my friends' interest, not in a creepy only. Thing that matter way, you know. But I think it's just the reality of how many people out there do associate love with money together a lot of the times. And I want to share my story with you because I was also once that, not in the extreme, like for real, like not in the extreme. But it did also come across my mind where again my fear of just feeling like I wouldn't be able to make it on my own was what scared me the most. You know, not in like a shady way of like, oh my, I just want the person to care of me, and that's it. It's like, even if the other person contributed half, I just didn't even feel like I was able to survive if I didn't have the other half of support, right? Like on my own, because I didn't really even believe in myself. I didn't know what I was capable of, like none of that. And it wasn't until I had to learn, you know, in a hard way of how to build my own confidence and independence. Including financially, that now I feel so much more comfortable to not only see love as love, and I'm gonna talk more about this because earlier I said there's different layers of love and love and money, especially after marriage, and I do have a perspective on that, despite the fact of me feeling more confident now on my own financially. But it's just I remember during those times when I let. This idea of love draining me down in my life of like, oh my god, I need like what I need in my life is like love and money, you know. That's just so, like, like, like cumbersome. It was just so draining. It was just like a burden in life that, not only if it's like so unreliable, because when you think about it, the divorce rate overall is just higher than, you know, if you know that you're gonna lose half of your money. In a bet, you know, you'll probably hesitate to bet all your money at once. But people do it, 
And look, there's beautiful marriages out there too. I know it and I've seen it. Um, I don't doubt it. And even now, I believe that in the future, I could possibly maybe find it. But all of which is to say of putting so much pressure in having to like, okay, some people feel that if in your life you do not get married or that you do not find the person, it's like, like you didn't live at all. You know, there's people like that. Sometimes my mom even, you know, talks about that. Like, oh, you know, you're like, what are you going to do when you're old, when you don't have kids or when you're married? And I do think it's a, you know, somewhat of a very traditional way of thinking. And there's so much that's changing in the world now. I think a lot of that's going to change. And overall, what I have found is the years that I was single to, to really learn how to be independent, like me spending all that time instead of just worrying about, oh, when's my next boyfriend's going to be around? When am I going to find the next qualified guy that I could date? Um, that was just like uh, such a waste of time in that sense when I think back at it. All of the energy and brain cells that I had, I would have much rather spend it sooner on self-improvement. Like what is it that I could make myself feel better, not only about who I am but just my situation like I remember during that time I went to Barnes and Noble every single weekend that was my that was my jam not well it's because I don't have anything else to do but that became my interest you know it's that when I was just had nothing else to do I wanted to learn I I didn't feel good I felt shitty and whenever I did feel shitty I wanted to understand why I'm feeling this way I remember when I was first just become single and I couldn't feel like I started to not understand men a lot I was like why do men cheat why do men you know why do people get divorced like even though I wasn't going through those necessarily I felt like I want to understand it because during that time I, I almost felt like I want to prepare myself for like what is to come because I was so down at one point where I thought about like hey like should I just be with somebody even though if I don't love him and he doesn't love me and if we're just a match when it comes to you know compatibility like we don't argue that bad we could like tolerate one another and we could financially support each other then maybe that's good enough we'll just have a family you know if we divorce later on we divorce and that's that and it's terrible that I thought that and it's terrible now even having to say that out loud that that even was something that came across my mind before. But I was at that low of my life, I guess you could say. I wouldn't call it low in a disrespectful way because I do know there are people out there that who's living that life and it's not like a low thing. Sometimes it's where you feel like you had no other options. And the thing is, I was there and I felt that way and it didn't feel good. So I remember that time I just spent a lot of, of my time trying to understand why was I feeling those things by, so I read those books. It's almost like to understand even further pains that I'm not feeling, but I'm sure it's very painful, right? So I did actually read like the force books. I read cheating books. I read, um, why people cheat, why people divorce, what's life after divorce, what, how do people, what people go through during a divorce. Yeah, it's weird. 
I mean, I guess misery loves company. I guess I was just feeling down. So I just read a lot of books about why relationships don't work out in general or why love don't last in general. And that was like my healing part of, you know, of the stage of where I was going through. And then soon after that, because just like anything else, time truly heals. And and that's when I start to read a lot more of those like self-improvement books, like what it means to you know, be an entrepreneur, what it means to learn, what it means to, you know, I start reading uh, biography with people that I really do look up to, like Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, like so many different people, so many women leaders and entrepreneurs that I look up to. And that was like the next stage of, of my learning, how to become independent, like after the breakup, which is, you know, the first stage of reading all of the breakup books, then the self-improvement, and then it's feeling starting to feel strong. That's when I start to feel more like, okay, you know, it is what it is. I'll make it on my own. And then you start learning how to validate yourself. And then you start becoming smarter. Then you start learning more about what money really means and how to make more money and how to speak up for yourself to, to talk about your own worth. Because sometimes the reality is that you got to believe yourself first before other people will believe in you. And the more that people could see you're insecure and the more people could sense that you don't believe in yourself, it's going to be harder for them to believe in you. So the other stages that I also went through too is becoming more confident again and start truly believing that you deserve what you deserve. And then other people will start seeing your worth. Once you start using your voice, start exercising your voice, you will likely be heard a lot more than you would of not used your voice. So like all of those things again have brought me to where I am today where I do feel not only confident but have established a career in the last couple of years where I truly do feel a lot more financially independent where I no longer really worry about this idea of finding someone in order for me to accomplish these goals that I would love to do for my family and myself. You know, and I'm really proud to say that, but it's it was a journey. It was a journey, you know, and I still could understand what it means for like money and relationship to go hand in hand because the reality is when you once you have make enough, right? Like as in comfortable, because I don't know what enough really means. I'm definitely not rich by any means. But if you make comfortably enough, you then also start worrying about other people's material motive of being with you. Right. So again, there's like different layers of love and relationship, I think, depending on where you are at in your life and also where your partner is at in their life. There's just like different angles and ways of thinking about love and relationship. I mean, sorry, money and love. I mean, just different aspect of it, depending on, you know, which position you're in. So again, it's like this never ending cycle. <laughs> so this is all to say that this is the idea of love and money will continue to go no matter if you're the person that depends on the other person's financial to make it work or vice versa, where you are the person that perhaps makes more and then you start questioning other people's alterity motive or that maybe both of you are super, you know, financially independent and there's also things to consider if both of you have assets and establishments right of like you know how things would be if you guys do decide to you know take it to the card and get married or whatever it's like get a prenup i mean there's so many options but 
I think the reality is love and money, love and money, really do go hand in hand for many people in many situations, and it's a realistic thing that we all need to think about. And we do consider a lot of when making decisions overall, rather if it's marriage or kids or partners or who we decide to invest our time with, even though it's not solely the most important thing, but it is something that do pop up a lot in decision making. So I wanted to, you know, bring it up because I also realized that that is not definitely not the sole, you know, sole important thing that I use as a decision maker, but it has been a factor in some of the consideration. Rather, how I feel about my own stability in the current state, like not having the financial stress in the way that I would have five years ago. Definitely, it matters a lot because if I was still within my financial state five years ago, I think there's a lot of things that I would be a lot more stressed about, right? When it comes to relationships and all of that stuff, and like it's is is something so real that I want to talk about because I also have some friends that I I have where they they get married and. Sometimes, the way that they talk about their relationship and why they stay and what are the worries that they have, like it is undeniable that finance is one of the also like big reasons what is keeping them either in the bad relationship or choosing to be in a relationship that might not have been that ideal for them based on their personality. And and I think a lot of us could relate to that. Because it's something that's maybe not a lot of us want to talk about out loud. That sometimes we make decisions, what we call love, and marriage, and family, and all of that, and we say like, oh, it it boils down to this, this, and money, right? So I know that money is not the only thing, but for again, for a decent amount of people, that sometimes is a big thing. And again, doesn't have to be the only thing, but it could be a very big piece of the puzzle. And it's number one. I think important to candidly just talk about it and bring it up. That sometimes, like truly, like that is a big part of what goes through people's mind when they're choosing a partner, when they're choosing who they invest their time in, when they're thinking about their own future, when they're thinking about, you know, how they want to move forward with somebody. And on the flip side of that, I do think it's important instead of us spending time worrying and thinking too much about the other person's financial status, we should then focus in ourselves, investing that time in ourselves on how we could become a lot more financial independent. Because it's true, once you have reached a certain level of comfort, and all of us gonna have different ranges of where we feel comfortable and feel safe. And but once you do hit that level, you start experiencing financial freedom in ways that it removes a lot of the fears that you have with people, relationships, stages, work, like their house. I mean, there's so many things where if you truly like this is here. This is what I think about. I think about what is like the bare minimum of let's say financial I need in order for me to at least live live comfortably. And be able to take care of my parents because that's super important for me. 
So it's not even like just for myself because that will be a different kind of calculation. But I think about that. I think about okay, in order for me to buy like a decent size home, right? It doesn't have to big, be big by any means. Just like decent that fit, you know, me and my parents. That I could take care of them. That I could afford. That I could pay off. And also、um, a salary that allows me to get there, but at the same time have other passive incomes that you know. Like once I get to a certain point where I feel like okay, like I I don't need to be that stressed because at the very bare minimum, like the most minimalistic way of living, I can handle myself by just this range that I could handle myself. Like that does really remove a lot of the stress. About having to rely on anybody, having to, you know, live my life a certain way, or be talked to a certain way, or be treated a certain way because of anything, any ties to financial reasons, and it does suck. It does suck that sometimes I see not only like people in real life, but people elsewhere, people you hear about, people that you learn from social media and stories and things that happen to people, where people sometimes choose to stay in a relationship despite. It being abusive, despite being it not good and and not healthy, people stay in it. Sometimes, really, sometimes it comes down to just financial reasons. And so, if you're anyone out there where you're starting to feel like you're e- either in that stage or you're not, maybe not even in the stage like how I was five years ago, where I don't necessarily need to worry about it right away, but it is something in the back of my mind that I probably would worry about. Instead of worrying about it, reinvest that time and energy into yourself. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. Do learning through researching. Because whatever it is that you don't understand, if you're feeling it is today, you're like, dude, I just don't even get it. I don't even know where to get started. I don't even know how I can make more money. I don't even know what I want to do to make more money. Like you could have all of those questions, and it's okay. Start very simple. Start very simple. Maybe like write down what is it that you enjoy doing, and then look at that list. Is there anything of what you enjoy doing could actually get you, make you any money? And here's the thing: we're in like 2022. There's so many different outlets of making money nowadays, and that's amazing. And this is also, I believe, one of the contributor. To the great resignation, like why so many people weren't quitting now, is because there's so many other creative ways to make money other than doing the regular nine to five, doing the regular job where you have to go in the office. Like remote work is blooming. There's just so many more, you know, opportunities, and there's so many more ways to learn. And that's what's beautiful about access to information. Because if you have the will, it's likely that you can. You could learn. You could learn. You could improve. Then you could be. Become an expert within that field very quickly. There's certification program, there's training, and look. Sometimes those words don't sound sexy to people. They're like, "Oh my god, trainings! Oh my god, certification!" It's like I gotta go to school again. Well, you know, school again is made so much more easier nowadays. It's no longer the back then where you have to go in in a class, have a transcript, have a syllabus, sit in, you know, listen to a lecture, have a quiz. Like now, it's not even like that. It's like self training. You watch videos, and I think again, like sometimes having different way to consume information before is like a textbook, or listening to your professor. Now there's like so many good interactive trainings. There's even like video games being created now to learn more about coding, right? There's just like so many ways to learn that's more engaging and fun nowadays. And look, just Google 
whatever it is that you want to learn more about, right? Like you literally have so much access to information. You know, once you figure out what is it that interests you, all you have to do is just ask the right questions and then you can start from there. It really starts with the question. It's okay that you do not have any of the answers. Just start asking questions. Start trying to find answers. Use that time of you thinking about the importance of money with love. Reinvest that within yourself. You become the money maker. You then choose however you need to choose within the love that meets your criteria. Where you then feel a lot more empowered. You be the boss. Then you get to be whatever. You don't need to think about rather or not the person you're meeting it's going to be you know financially whatever just think about the more important things in life is that person's person's personality compatible to you is this person going to treat you and your family well is this person going to bring you up instead of bring you down is this person gonna you know be there for you when you need it like do you does this person make your heart sing do you feel like you're not wasting your time with this person when you're spending time with them do you look forward in seeing you know, that person, like all of those matter so much more because life, you only get one, one life you get to live. You spend time hopefully with the most important and the people that really truly melt your heart the most and reinvest again. If you're single right now, great. Take that as an amazing opportunity that you could grow and gain yourself and whatever, like life sometimes it's short but could be long when you're not happy and if you're feeling lonely. So make sure that you are improving yourself when you do have time to yourself because once sometimes you find the right people to be around, you might want to always be around them or at least be near them somehow and you might not have as much time to yourself anymore in the future. Maybe you decide to start a family or whatever it is and so take advantage within the time that you do have even if you do have a family right even if you do have a family of your own and any time that you could squeeze in squeeze in for yourself because again any time that you're spending to be stressed about money and love you could reconvert that to investing to yourself in learning about new things make a craft for yourself again it's 2022 there's so many new ways of making money all you got to do is research ask the right questions find the answer and see if it's possible there's so many people out there i mean like li literally there are people that who just love cooking and started a cooking tiktok and now they're making millions on the side just by posting videos on cooking i know it's not as easy as it sounds trust me because i also try to make creative content and video as well and it's a lot of a lot of work but again Right, All of those energy that you're thinking and worrying or even just thinking about this love topic with money, 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 like convert that to yourself, rely on yourself because financial freedom really is when you feel financially independent and you don't need to stress by the day to day paycheck to paycheck and things like that. I know it's not as easy as I make it sound to be, but it really starts with you and it really starts with you taking the action today. Okay, so I hope that this is helpful. And again, by no means I say money is like what matters most in the world. It's not. It's not. And this is also actually one of the point of this today's episode is to say if you were overly emphasizing on money and finance and we're like spending our time worrying 
and making bad decision based on finance, like at the end of the day, we have a lot to lose and we have a lot to regret. And money is something that sometimes for the people that is, you know, like very dedicated or I know luck is sometimes part of it. But when you're able to make it, then you're able to reallocate your attention to elsewhere that hopefully where you matter most, where where it matter most to you. So it's not to say that it's the most important thing. If anything, it's to say that it is not that important. And if it's stressing you out so much right now, trying to reinvest that time into reinvesting in yourself so that you could go beyond that point where you start feeling comfortable within your finance so that you could actually start enjoying and caring and doing things that will really matters to you. And that's many of our goal and it's still definitely my goal. I'm by nowhere close to the finish line. I have so much that I need to work harder in so that I could also get to this financial independence and freedom that I would love to have where I could start making choices in ways that is not stopped by financial. And here's the, here's how I will end the podcast. I remember there was an interview that Lucy Liu was in and she said something along the lines of her mom was a very wise woman or herself, I forgot who, but she said how she wants to make enough so that she could have fuck you money. And, people, and the interviewer was like, what do you mean like fuck you money? She's like, it's, if fuck you money means that if I'm ever in a situation or in a job and the person like my boss is rude to me or they're telling me to do something that I don't find like it's what I want to do. I'm just going to say fuck you and leave. Right. And it's because she has the cash. She has the money. So she doesn't need to worry about staying doing a job that she doesn't enjoy. And in a way, it's really, you know, in some way, kind of that mentality, right, where you want to get to a financial independent states where your decisions is purely made out of your own interests and the bottom of your heart where you're like what you feel like it's really the most valuable to you and your family and all the things that really matters in life where you're not making decision based on oh I, I need the money therefore I'm gonna continue to just do this job that makes my health worse or continue to be in a relationship that is verbally abusive or just abusive or just not healthy for you, right? Because the reality is many, many people around the world are making those decisions that is not healthy for them, but because of financial reason, we keep going. And I'm definitely guilty of that. Sometimes I do work, you know, work for things that I'm not happy about. I'm stressed. I'm unhappy. Maybe my manager is not being nice to me. Like there's all of that. And sometimes I'm like, oh my God, do I really want to do this until I'm like 65? Like ideally, I hope not that I will have the option to stop or walk away or say no or really speak my mind in situation and not fear of getting fired or not fear for not having a paycheck next week. Like that would be amazing as we all know it. So anyway, I say all of this because I know money is a big stressor in a lot of our lives. And I think it's important that we know that whatever time we spend on stressing that we should choose that and in investing in myself, in ourselves. So, okay, I hope I hope you understand <laughs> what I'm trying to say. And that if you or anyone out there is feeling the stress, reach out to me. Let's talk about it. I want to know what's what's on your mind and what you would love to hear more from this podcast. Feel free to reach out to me at Real Things You Should Know 
on Instagram. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.